Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Welcome to Open Floor. I'm your host, John Gonzalez. You can normally hear me on Sports Illustrated Weekly. Please listen and subscribe. But I am back. I am filling in again for Rohan and Pina and Herring. And I am joined once more by one of my favorite people and basketball writers. You heard him on Friday on the Open Floor. He's back for the Monday Double Dip from the ringer at Stan Devine. Gons, I can't believe you brought me back. I, I passed. I passed my audition. Uh, extremely kind of you to bring me back. And uh, I'm excited. Listen, as you know, I'm one of the world's foremost gamblers, mm-hmm. uh, a real sharp, a tout, uh, whatever you like to call me. Uh, so let's go make some money. Yeah. So we're going to do the over-unders for every NBA team here. But you mentioned, you know, like you're not exactly a gambler. I'm not either. I always find it amusing. So we cover sports professionally. I have for over two decades now. And it's always funny to me when fans or listeners or readers uh, get pissed off because we can't predict the outcomes. And I'm like, listen, man, if I could be, if I could predict the outcomes of games or anything that could get me more money than I'm making now, do you think I'd be doing this? I'd be on an Island somewhere. I'd have a drink with a little umbrella in it. You would never hear from me again. A dude reached out to me, and I forget the, the guy's name, so forgive me, but on Twitter, I think last last playoffs, and was, I had written something that was like keys to the series, mm-hmm. and you know, he's like, oh, that, you know, the thing that you wrote about that team was awesome, but I didn't believe it, so I faded you, and I made money. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's the way to use me, yeah. is to be like, you, click on the stuff, read it, spend your time on it, but then be like, I disagree, and then go make your money. Yeah, that's go completely make your money. fine by me. So this is our very unscientific, over-under win total podcast keep that in mind it's mostly it you know helping us review the off season uh, but i'm sure we'll get all of our predictions right in the event that we don't we invite the open floor globe to come back at us and tell us how many we got wrong at the end of the season but let's start with the top of the nba according to the vegas odds makers the good people at caesar's palace dan have you already looked at these numbers like if i asked you yes i mean you, you snuck a peek i should have told you not to I, that was my fault 
Oh, okay. So yeah, I was like, uh, you know, as you, you said, we were going to do this. And so you said, you know, it's going to be our, our unscientific look. Mm. And I said, well, I mean, clearly I'm going to apply some science to this. And, uh, but I did take a quick look and then just basically put my hand over my eyes and said like, uh, over, under, over, under. Yeah, okay. So I did a quick, a quick look at that, uh, but also I can pretend I didn't see anything. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure well, the, the jig is up here, buddy. I think the listeners figured it out. <laughs> All right. At the top of the food chain, according to Vegas, the Boston Celtics, it hurts my heart. Uh, 54 and a half for the Celtics to win this upcoming season. Doesn't surprise me. They just went to the NBA finals. They lost to the Golden State Warriors, but they returned the preponderance of their team. They are young. They are talented. Sadly, they are in Boston. Uh, what do you think about <laughs> Boston Celtics 54 and a half over under win total being the top mark in the NBA? Yeah, I, I think it's, I mean, it makes sense given that, it's a little bit weird when you first look at it because it's like, well, they finished with 51 wins. We're saying they're going to be that much better. They're going to be four wins better than they were last year. But then you remember, like, they had all that sort of static at the beginning of the season. They were 18 and 20 in the uh, in early January. So, like, they were on that hellacious tear, uh, you know, into one, basically once the calendar flipped to 2022. And they were, you know, ri- riding even higher until Robert Williams III got hurt, uh, you know, a few weeks before the end of the season. So, the idea being like they know how to play under Ime Udoka now. They bring back that core. They're also still in the conversation for Kevin Durant, which I imagine is going to loom large over this sort of, you know, a lot of these numbers. Um, but if they just bring back that same team, they also added Malcolm Brogdon mm-hmm. and Who I love. Angelo Gallinari. Way underrated. Yeah. Although yeah, he, he's had injury history, but uh, right. I do really like him a lot. Adding on to that team, the depth is they're so deep. Yeah, and when people talk about, I mean, the concerns that people raise, like, well, Gallinari is not going to be able to play defense in the playoffs. Like, yeah, but we're not worried about that. We're just worried about a guy who can, you know, come off the bench and give you 15 points right. or, you know, spot start at the four for a week while somebody else gets some rest. Um, I think the only concern you'd have is just like Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum played a ton of minutes last season. And so are they going to look to be? And then with Al Horford being up in age and, you know, who's coming basically coming off a year off last season and Robert Williams coming off his injuries, will they kind of manage minutes a little bit more and rest guys a little more strategically with the eye of playing deep into June? So if that, if they do that, maybe that depresses the win total a little bit. But um, if they go kind of balls out with that depth they've got and the roster they've got, uh, 55 does not sound outside their own possibility for them at all. You're going over? I think I'm going under because of the rest stuff. Mm-hmm. I think that they're going to think about it like we're playing for June. We're not playing for, you know, a Tuesday night in February in Orlando, which uh, I know is like the sort of the stock uh, joke about a game that doesn't matter. Um, someday the games will, will matter again soon in Orlando. I promise Magic fans, but I don't know if they're Magic. They're, they're, right now you're still just sort of the example. I'm going to go under just because it's a big number and I think they're going to rest. But I can, I can, it wouldn't surprise me at all if they blew it away. All right. So you're going under journalist John uh has high hopes for the Celtics would likely take the over journalist John isn't here at the moment uh it's the Boston Celtics I'm going under all right next team on the list uh the Phoenix Suns 53 and a half they bring back uh Aiton slightly disappointing playoff performance for them considering that they had made the finals previously uh Chris Paul is getting up there uh but he has figured out a way to play at an advanced age and he is still really really good uh, Devin Booker, I'm a huge fan of Mikhail Bridges, who has been bandied about. His name has popped up in all these different trade rumors. I like their team as is. I'll make this easy. I'll go first over on the Suns. Yeah, I'm going to take the over on them as well. I think they're, uh, you know, whatever concerns you've got about Chris Paul running out of gas in the playoffs or, you know, if, if 
uh, a team, you know, the right matchup will, will kind of figure them out. I don't. I think they're a regular season wins machine. I think that they, they they're going to get the most out of their talent just about every night. Um, they didn't make any big uh, signings, but they're bringing back Dario Saric, who obviously I know uh, fan favorite of uh, John Gonzalez and uh, in both his journalist and non-journalist forms. Um, but uh, where, uh, who was actually a really helpful piece for them a couple of years ago as like a different look. Small ball five, a guy who opened up the floor and did some different things for them, kind of like a change up when Aiton was off the floor. So it's another depth piece, another guy that can sort of add some variety to their offense. Um, I think you know you, the, the version of Devin Booker that you've seen is like this is the this is what he is now. He's an All NBA caliber two guard who's just going to continue to shoulder a big load in that offense and, and you know get better year after year. Uh, I think they they are going to be in the conversation for you know mid fifties win totals where they go in the postseason. Everybody's going to kind of be saying wake me up in May and we'll see where we are. But I think they're going to get there riding pretty high. I'm with you on the over. All right. So the next two teams here that come in they're tied at fifty two and a half wins. One in the Eastern Conference, one in the Western Conference. You've got the Milwaukee Bucks and the defending champion Golden State Warriors. Warriors came on hot uh, late in the season and then really got moving obviously in the playoffs. Uh, Bucks. Almost got past the Celtics seven games, but didn't. Uh, the this one feels kind of low for both of them. For me, I'm going to go over on both. Uh, I'm going to go over on the Bucks because the thing that I, I sort of wasn't didn't realize until I kind of took a quick look at it, uh, which I guess I was not supposed to do, was that every member of their rotation, except for Bobby Portis, like everybody who matters in their rotation, missed at least 15 games last year. Brooke Lopez only played 11 games during the regular season last year. So you get even like moderately better health for them. uh, And I think they're blowing that away. I think that yes, exactly. You get him back in the fold. You get, you know, more than like 64 games out of Drew Holiday. Giannis obviously is just like an engine, uh, you know, rampaging over people. So I think that that's. Uh, and then one th- move that we'll see what it means. Maybe it means nothing. Maybe it means something. They added Joe Ingles, and Joe Ingles is coming off a torn ACL. Might not get him back until January or so, but that could be like a big trade deadline acquisition for them. Another guy who can play, another playmaker, sort of big wing that they can add. They were kind of running out of guys uh, down the stretch last season. They were playing a pretty short rotation. He's somebody that knows how to play into the postseason. It seems like he could be a really nice fit next to Giannis. So I think that they're, they're a pretty strong candidate for the over. I am a little concerned with Golden State and not to be, you know, like, uh, you know, counter or sort of like a, you know, contrarian argument guy. But they're going to suddenly be counting on for big minutes, Moses Moody, Jonathan Kuminga and James Wiseman. Like they're they're not the top six. The top six from the championship team comes back. But now all those guys are going to have to play rotation minutes. And maybe they're all ready for it, but maybe they're not. And if they're not, now you're asking even more out of Steph, who's already doing so much, out of Draymond, who continue not getting any younger and continues to sort of have his offensive game degrade. Clay should be better offensively after a year back. We'll see where he is on defense. Jordan Poole, is he a one-year uh, wonder, or is that going to be the way things are moving forward for him? Also, we don't know what his situation is going to be contractually. They might extend him. They might not. He might be going into restricted free agency, which as we saw with Aiton, can be a bit of a, a thing that hangs over you. So I don't know. There, there's some question marks here about how it, how it all sort of shakes out. I like Dante DiVincenzo. I like Jamichael Green. I think the moves they made there are fine. But a lot of it comes down to whether those young guys are ready. And I think I'm going to need to see it before I pencil them in for 53 wins. So I'm going to go slight under on the Warriors 
Uh, and now here, uh, you know, we're going to have all the uh, Warriors Twitter folks that are going to come at, come at my neck on it. I, I understand and I appreciate it. I'm just saying I'll believe it when I see it. Don't engage bit. with them when they come for you. But I will say muscle memory for the Warriors. Like, I always feel like the Warriors are done. Uh, Howard Beck and I have talked about this a million times. <laughs> hey. You're like, oh, this is where the Warriors fall off. And they're like, no, we're going to win another championship. Uh, right. Another team that's been kind of in vogue, like on the upswing in the offseason the Los Angeles Clippers come in next at 51 and a half games. Obviously, healthy Kawhi Leonard ostensibly, get PG back. Now, all of a sudden, you pair those two guys together, and it's like, sure, I could see the Clippers. Yeah, I mean, and 51 is not, or 51 and a half is not a massive number given all the tools at their disposal. I think one, you know, if, if I was looking for a hole to poke, it would just be like, do they have too many guys mm. like at this point, I, I, you know, Ty Lue's going to have to, and there are a few coaches that are better at, you know, going through the, the ingredients and figuring out how to make a meal. But like, he's almost, he, at sometimes it's like, he's better if you take a, you know, a big thing away from him and then he's got to sort of shuffle the deck. But now it's like, if you have everything, what, you know, what does the lineups look like? Uh, you know, who's able to, you know, what, what sort of combinations do you find? But I think it's just an embarrassment of riches, uh, I'm really hoping that Kawhi Leonard is back and at Kawhi Leonard level because where he was at, you know, I think it's been like what 13, 14 months now, so it's easy to forget. Before he went down in the playoffs, he was at like a crazy level, um, and so you know where they were, they were just taking apart the Jazz. So I'm excited for this team. I think it's an over, but I think that my concern would just be like it's going to take them a little while to figure it out and for Lou to hammer out his rotations. But I think once they do that. They're going to actually storm the league. Yeah, I'm going to go slight over on that one, too. And I now realize as I'm looking at this list that I've gone over on everybody except for the Celtics. Uh, so it's going great. Everybody's going over. It's, apparently. The, sum it's the summer. Optimism abounds. Yeah. I'm sure we'll find some teams to be pessimistic about soon. Perfectly rosy. All right. Next group at 50 and a half games. We've got three teams here, according to Vegas, uh, over under 50 and a half games for the 76ers, the Grizzlies and the Heat. I'll go first on the Sixers. This is going to surprise you, Dan. This is going to be an over for me. Uh, I and and you know what? Like part of that is the baked in, and like I've taken some heat from the Open Floor Globe about me always talking about the Sixers. But I really do like how they had a very quiet, professional, you know, improve the team singles and doubles kind of off season. I like adding in PJ Tucker. Yes, he's thirty-seven years old, but I love DeAnthony De Melton. And then you add Daniel House, and all of a sudden that rotation last year that got real thin real fast is a lot deeper. And like, you know, I don't know where, you know, Nyang and Thibel fall on the rotation now. And I like not knowing because it's going to be on the back end. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, I think that this is an over for me. I think that there's the Sixers have a chance to, if you know, one, one thing goes wrong for what, you know, the top two teams in the East, I think they have a chance to absolutely go back up to a number one seed here. I love the way that this roster is put together. I think you, you go and you, it's not just that you bring Harden back at a non full max, Obviously, there's the some, somewhat controversial nature of his extension, but uh, get, starting at a lower number to be able to bring in P.J. Tucker, to be able to bring in Daniel House, the draft night trade, to bring in Melton. All of a sudden, you've got three guys who are like perfect fits to play next to him. They can be low usage, stroke threes, defend multiple positions, and create a little bit of havoc. Um, and now you're not relying on Matisse Thibel to be that. Mm -hmm. Like a one-way play. I mean, he's an incredible havoc wreaker. But he's not. He's a one-way player that you can't rely on, uh, you know, to make those shots or to, to, to be able to put some, put the ball on the deck and be to close out and get to the rim. There, so now you have multiple guys that can 
uh, fill those roles that can play off of Harden that I think are going to be even better playing off of Embiid. And now Embiid, one of the things we talked about last year a lot, his advancements as a passer. Now there's targets everywhere. There's shooting all over the place around him uh, to be able to, uh, you know, to draw that double, kick it out. And I think that offense has a chance to be elite. I think the fact that you have multiple guys on the wings who can defend with some athleticism and, you know, be able to, you know, get to lose balls, be able to, you know, uh, shoot deflections and create sort of just muck up an opposing defense so that it's not, or an opposing offense rather, so that it's not just let him go to Joel and let him clean it up. There's a chance for this to be like a top five team on both ends of the floor. I think it's a strong over for me. And that's, you know, I, you said a, a quiet and functional improve the team offseason. Uh, you know, that's I, I'm instantly waiting for the other shoe to drop yeah. because I'm at, uh, as our friend Mike Levin says, imagine enjoying a sports team in Philadelphia. But so far, there's a lot to enjoy. So far. And I don't know if you've seen him. Uh, Euro James Harden looking spelt instead of thick with two C's. I'm loving that. Uh, these <laughs> next two teams, I'm going to go slight under on the Grizzlies just because of the conference. Like, I love that team. Ja is ascendant. He's an absolute revelation. I just like, you know, the conference is stacked and, you know, maybe slight under, but right around 50 feels right. And the same with the Heat. Jimmy Butler had to do so much last year. You unplug P.J. Tucker, as you wrote about at the ringer.com. Who's filling those minutes? Is it Strauss? Um, you know, like, what are you doing there? But I, I like the Heat, too. I just like them slightly less than that number. Yeah, they. Uh, I'm with you on the Grizzlies. I'm not. So, I'll, I'll go with you on the Heat just because, again, I know, I know we're going to need some unders. Yeah. But uh I think with the Grizzlies, the concern I have, Jaron Jackson Jr., right at the start of free agency, we learn stress fracture in his foot. is going to be up four to six months. If it's the early end of that um, recovery timetable, he's out for camp and maybe the beginning of the season. If it's the longer end, that's maybe up you know, closer to Christmas. Yeah. And so you, and they also lost Kyle Anderson, a kind of a, uh, an important bench piece for them, goes to Minnesota. So then it's a lot on Brandon Clark. It's like, what else are you doing at the power forward position? And none of those other options of power forward can shoot like Jaron, which opens the floor up for Josh so much, opens the floor up for, you know, Dylan Brooks or Desmond Bain being able to drive and get to the rim. So I'm, I'm a little bit worried about what that front court rotation looks like while they're figuring it out with Jaron, with him out and then getting him back. That plus the strength of the West, like Denver coming back, the Clippers coming back, yeah. I think that presents a situation for them. They could still be really good and win 48 games. And I think similarly in, uh, in Miami, I don't necessarily think that the Tucker thing sinks them, but I think finding an answer at the four might take them a little while. Caleb Martin might wind up being the best answer there. A guy they, they re-signed for the taxpayer mid-level about uh, $6.5 million a year. They like him as a multi-positional defender. He's not doesn't have the experience of P.J. Tucker, but he's about 10 years younger and does a lot of the same sort of traits. I think, they, they, they're, I think they're going to give him a shot, but I also think they're going to be shopping around for another answer at the four. And you're right. I mean, um, the the... the counterbalance to that is maybe you get a full healthy season from Kyle Lowry tougher to bank on as he gets older yeah um, maybe you get a, gro- a growth season as an offensive player from Bam Adebayo tough to bank on when you're asking him to do so much defensively so if you get a, just a little bit of slippage from Jimmy that can be a big problem on the offense so yeah same thing I think they could be a 48-49 win team be uh, the kind of team you don't want to see in the playoffs but still wind up hitting that under this is it we've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands ladies and gentlemen We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. 
Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. Mm. Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. This next one I struggled with. Denver Nuggets, uh, reigning MVP, Nikola Jokic, even though he stole it from the rightful heir, <laughs> Joel Embiid. 49 and a half for the Nuggets. They're getting Jamal Murray back. What do you think? Yeah, I, it's an over for me and honestly a pretty clear one. Um, I went back and I looked at it. The last, So they're getting back not just Jamal Murray, but also Michael Porter Jr., who missed almost all last season with back injuries. Uh, and the expectation is they're going to have both those guys. The last two seasons that they had those guys, they won. At, I mean, those were both shortened seasons because of the pandemic. But they won at 52 and 54 win paces on those two seasons. Uh, and so that they, even if just getting those guys back, plugging them in, and then you add in Contavious Caldwell-Pope and Bruce Brown, who I think are two perfect fits as role players on that team next to Jokic, uh, with Aaron, another full season of Aaron Gordon. The last time we saw Murray... MPJ and Jokic with Gordon there. They looked like a wrecking crew altogether. Uh, it was a small sample before the the Murray injury, but I think that's a team that you talk about the depth, you talk about the high end for that offense. 
I think they're going to be in the mix for about for mid 50s. So to me, it's a pretty clear over. Wow, you really sold me on that. Cleared it up. All right, I'll ride with you on the over. Uh, these next two teams are, are really interesting for me. Uh, both sat at 48.5, Dallas Mavericks and the Minnesota Timberwolves. Let's do the Mavericks first. Uh, I'm going to go slight under. I don't, I don't know about the Mavericks. Yeah, I mean, to me, a lot of it is just, do you believe that's a top seven mm-hmm. defense again, mm-hmm. right? And I mean, maybe, you know, Jason Kidd, Sean Sweeney, that staff there did a great job. Um, you know, uh, one of the sort of uh, more unheralded players in the league, Dorian Finney-Smith, uh, he was right on the edge of all defensive uh, consideration there. But, you know, you bring in Christian Wood, you're asking a lot from all the, the complimentary pieces there. You know, w- when you got that great, that sort of great half season from Spencer Dinwiddie, uh, you know, is that going to carry over? He's going to have to take on a bigger role repl- to replace Jalen Brunson, who yep. is uh, coming over here for the New York Knicks. Like, there's some questions up in the air about who else is sort of complements Luca, and then just is that defense built to stand up? Now, it wasn't like uh, you know they performed some kind of magic trick to get there. It was just guys executing rotations on a string. That's hard, really hard to keep up. I think. Uh, so I, I'm a little skeptical of that. Luca by himself maybe just blows this all up and, and wins their 52 games. It's possible, but um, you know if you if you lose him for a little bit of time again, you know who's picking up the slack there? I'm not so sure about it. So I'm with you. I think I still think they're probably a mid 50s to high or mid 40s to high 40s team, but 48 and a half. I, I think I would probably bet the feels under. a little high. The Timberwolves at 48 and a half. Uh, the talk of the off season with a trade that just blew everybody away. I don't. I didn't like the Rudy Gobert trade. I thought they gave up way too much. Beyond that, I don't understand the fit at all. What are you doing with Cat now? Or are you all, all of a sudden just making him a jump shooter? Uh, he's going to sit on, outside on the perimeter and like bomb away threes because you can't have him and Gobert down there together clogging the paint. Like It just feels awkward. I'm way under on the Timberwolves. I'm going to zag on you yeah? here. I'm over. I, I think and now part of it is because... Basically, every year that Rudy Gobert was the starting center for the Jazz, they were right around 50. Like, they, they, I mean, now, and obviously he had help there. Donovan Mitchell was there. I mean, Cat is an incredible offensive player. He's an incredible, not really high volume shooter. I mean, if, if they turn him into a seven foot Clay Thompson, you know, I mean, it might not be the best complete use of his skill set, but I think it's going to work. Uh, the head coach there, Chris Finch, has had experience building offenses around two really skilled bigs. He was in New, or- uh, in New Orleans when they had Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins, and that offense was a meat grinder. Uh, he was in Denver when they had Jokic, and they briefly had Yusuf Nurkic. He's, I, I believe he's going to figure out some ways to make that work. But really, for me, this is a bet on Anthony Edwards. I think that the reason I, I was, I'm with you on, like they gave up too much of their future in the deal to, to, to get Gobert. But I think they did it because they think Anthony Davis is the future. Anthony Edwards, rather, is the future. I think they think they've already got the guy. And if he's – this is going into year three. Ja made that big leap last season, year two to year three. Ant was sensational in his first postseason. Mm-hmm. I think this is a like a bet that Anthony Edwards is going to be an all-star caliber guard in the West this year. And if he gets that, if he's at that level as a creator and a finisher and a scorer – Gobert mops up all their defensive problems they had last year, and Cat can just bomb away. I think that's a 50-win team, so I'm going over on all that. Right, that'll be interesting to see. I just I'm not sold on that fit at all. I like Anthony Edwards a lot. I just think that the rest of it is super clunky. Uh, all right, rattling through some more here. Atlanta Hawks, 46 and a half. Another fit that I'm Roe and I talked about. I as a standalone in a vacuum, Dejounte Murray. Yes, and please next to Trey Young? Uh, question mark. 
I'm under on the Hawks. Yeah, I'm. I think I'm under on the Hawks too, be- just because it still feels like there's other shoes to drop, and I'm not sure what they are. Like they've been trying to trade John Collins since before they resigned yep. John Collins, yep. and that's still that's a big matzo ball kind of still hanging out there, and that was in rumors all summer. And then it was going to be, is he going to San Antonio? No, he's not. He's staying there. Okay, well, how excited is everybody going to be? Now there's another higher usage player in that starting lineup to maybe take touches and shots away from John Collins. So where is that going? Um, there still is, it feels like a lot that, re- that relies on the health of the legs of DeAndre Hunter and Bogdan Bogdanovich, neither of which have been really like bankable commodities for the last couple of seasons. So I'm a little bit concerned there. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I love uh, what the, the center combination of Capella and Okongu can be. I just there's it feels more shaky than I want it to, given all they've put into building that starting five. So um, they they were the classic team that was like a year ahead of schedule. Everyone got excited about it, then they fell back to earth. And uh, their their front office knew like we had to change the, the calculus here. I don't know if this is the calculus to get them back up into that top five of the East. So it, it's an under for me. Uh, until sort of proven otherwise. John Collins has had his bags packed for like two straight years. He'd really, like to settle in. He'd really like to settle in. All right, these next two teams, uh, one, we know what the team is. The other, we do not. It's the Nets and the Raptors, both at 45 and a half. Uh, Raptors, they're just a professional, solid organization, right? I mean, they do more with less all the time. That is a credit to Masai Ujiri. I'm going to go over on the Raptors. The Nets is the one that needs the caveat. Right. If it's the Nets as currently comprised and KD and Kyrie and Ben Simmons are going to play together, give me way over. And then if you unplug KD, I'll take the under. And I know that that's sort of a cop out, but we don't know what the Nets are. No. Yeah. And, and that's not just our cop out. Like the, the odds makers are doing that, too. Yeah. You know, like they, they they're asking like uh, that. That is basically an average of everybody's guess. Like forty five and a half is like a little above average. And. Because if they, if they play together, that's a fifty maybe a 53-54 win team that could be up in the, for number one in the East. And if they go the other way, they could absolutely go down to the bottom of the standing. So um, I'm going to take the under on the Nets just because it feel like I don't believe it's going to work out. I, I, I feel like I don't have any reason at this point, given the deterioration of that franchise since the start of last season, to believe that everyone's going to get on the same page and start singing Kumbaya and playing together. I don't see it. So I'm going the under on that. Even if it's not, you know, everybody gets traded away. I just think it's going to clunk its way past the finish line. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But uh, and then it'll be fun to have cool playoff games to cover, you know, a few blocks away from the house. But like, I, I, I'm not buying that until proven otherwise. And then for for the Raptors, yeah, I mean, 46 is not. It's weird because that offense is can be so clunky. Yeah. You know, we talked about sort of clunky fits. And their half-court offense just doesn't really work a lot. I mean, Siakam does a ton for them. Uh, Fred Van Vliet does a ton for them. You're betting on growth from Scotty Barnes, who was sensational last year. Uh, you know, Gary Trent Jr. is a really important sort of player for them. They, they do really a really good job with development, but it still kind of comes hard for them. So you've got to be an elite defense and an elite transition team. They were that last year. They could be that again this year. I think I'm going to go slight under on them. I feel like if, if, if that's the kind of team where if one injury befalls them at a bad time, um, the apple car can get upset. Like if, if Van Vliet's not there to play 37 minutes right. a game for 65 games, 
I think their offense takes a big hit. So um, I, I I love watching them play because they're so weird looking mm-hmm. and stylistically they're a different kind of team than just about anybody else in the league. But I think that it's more likely to me that they end up at like 44 than they wind up at 50. Greater so than the sum of their, the under on that. They've always been greater than the sum of their parts, you know, like obviously uh, Kawhi accepted, but like that's just an organization where, you know, on any night when you have to play them, you're you're not looking at any individual player. You're just going, ah, oh, it's the Raptors. Probably going to be a tough night. Uh, all right. right, next ones for you. Three teams at forty-four and a half. You got the Bulls, the Lakers, and the Pelicans. Uh, feels around right for the Bulls. Like that's you know that's a team built for the regular season. We saw what happened to them in the playoffs last year. I I guess I'll go slight over like it just feels like about what they are right They're they're a middle of the pack eastern conference team that is not going to do much in the playoffs they'll win their share fair share of games they'll beat you on a night and then you won't be worried about them in the postseason yeah i mean they were 46 and 36 last year and the 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 glass half empty look on that is they got like the season of a lifetime from demar Derozan, right so how likely is it that they're going to get that again uh, and that you, you're adding that to, uh, you know, hopefully you're, you're hoping for better performances from the sort of supporting cast around him. Lonzo Ball, that continued the ongoing questions about what's up with his knee and like how healthy is he going to be and when's he going to be available to come back. That is a you know cause for concern. The glass half full side is they won 46 games last year, missing uh, missing Lonzo for half for more than half a season, missing Alex Caruso for half a season. Missing Pat Williams for, I think he only played like 17 games last year before he broke his arm. So, and they had a down season from uh, Nick Vucevic. So it's like, if you get growth, health and or growth anywhere in there, regression to the mean for Vooch, uh, you know, a, a step forward season for Pat Williams, better health from Lonzo and, and Alex Caruso, who were so important as like ball pressure guys, the point of attack defenders who can create turnovers. And make you know get them out in transition, get Zach Levine off to the races. He dealt with knee issues last year, so are you getting a healthier Zach Levine, who's also quite happy after getting paid? Um, the hope is that all that stuff aggregates to them being better. I don't know if all that would counterbalance a slight step back for Demar. So if Demar comes back to earth a little bit, and they don't get all those other things going right. That feels to me like an under. All right. Next one is the Lakers. This is easy for me. Is Russell Westbrook still in the Lakers? I'll take the under. Yeah. I, I mean, two years ago, if you or, or even the start of last season, if you would have told me I would be betting the under on a team that was starting LeBron James and Anthony Davis, yep. I would have I would not have believed you. But um, it, we've, it just we doesn't work right seen... now. It, do, it does not work. And, and you know, and then on top of that, you've had the injury issues uh, for Anthony Davis and and LeBron and like, okay, so even if everybody's healthy, how does that work? Is Russell Westbrook going to be a fly in the ointment again? You know, because I know that they want him to do certain things that now, now all of a sudden he, they're talking about having him set picks, right? And like, that's not something that he does uh, or stand in the corner and shoot threes, which, you know, he's an, he's an, a ball in his hand, high usage guy. And when he doesn't do that, he hasn't been very effective and he tends to pout and like, I don't know, the Lakers just, I don't see how the Lakers have gotten better, uh, and I don't understand how they think it's going to work. Yeah, the, when we think about Russ, I keep thinking about uh, our your, your former colleague, Mike, still colleague, Kevin O'Connor, and I think about all the talk about what if he just cuts and moves off the ball, yeah. and then I keep thinking about the the scorpion and the frog. It's like, <laughs> the scorpion's going to sting the frog, buddy. It's the way this fable plays out. Yeah. They didn't change. It's not a choose-your-own-adventure ending. <laughs> it ends the same way every time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I, I don't see it. I think that... 
uh, if they're if they're able to make a move, and I know there's been reporting about uh, where you know uh, will Kyrie, be, you know, would they would the Lakers be willing to come off of the first round picks to make a move for Kyrie if they were able to do that and get off of Russ and bring in Kyrie, even though then you're in the position of having to uh, bank everything on Kyrie showing up, which has obviously been a dicey gamble for the last couple of seasons, to either staying healthy or just being available. Um, but as presently constituted. Yeah, you can like the Lonnie Walker Jr. of it all. You can be excited about, you know, bringing Stanley Johnson back or some of the other moves they've made on the margins. I just, I don't see it. I, I, I would go the under there and then be pleasantly surprised if everything does congeal in a way where you get to see LeBron James playing meaningful games again. That's would be kind of neat to see. That would be, move, that would be wonderful. The Still wearing number six along with Bill Russell. Um, right. Last one on, on this group is the New Orleans Pelicans. Obviously, this is pegged to Zion coming back. I want to know what Zion you're getting, right? I want to know, like, are you getting healthy Zion? What's his weight at? Is he in shape? At the end of the season last year, they weren't playing him, and yet we see him looking large and still throwing down, like, between the legs dunks and empty gyms. And, like, I don't know. I don't know what Zion you're getting. So it feels, this number feels optimistic, and I haven't been overly optimistic about the Pelicans for a while because Zion hasn't been around. I'm, I'm, I'll provide the optimism okay, on this one. I'm going under, I'll, I'll, uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go over on it because I think that even if all they did was bring back what they had for the last, like three months of last season, mm-hmm. not just the CJ McCollum trade, that was a big part of it. But when they re- sort of reoriented their roster, they put Herb Jones in the starting lineup and they, the defense just transformed. And suddenly you had Valanciunas as like a pretty good drop center, not a shot blocker, but a guy who can take up space, defensive rebound, finish possessions. And you had length all over the place. Then you plug in CJ and you, instead of putting him at the two as an undersized shooting guard where he was for years in Portland, he's at the point. Suddenly the positional size is better and you're getting the benefit of the shooting all over the place. That lineup was good. They were yeah. a better than five. They were, a, they were a, a bad team for like 20 games. Yep. And then they were a, they were an above 500 team the rest of the season and better than that after the McCollum trade. Pleasant so surprise after were, McCollum, for sure. Even if they were, and, and then who pushed, who pushed Phoenix in the first round of the playoffs. Now, granted, Devin Booker got hurt during that series, but like they were, I think they were better than people realized until it was like, oh, wow, they're in this series against the 64 win Suns. So even if they just brought that team back, I'd be like, I can see them as like maybe a 43, 44 win team. I am betting on a Zion season. I think he is like the, 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 all of the bad vibes of, I don't know if he wants to be here. Is he going to take the qualifying offer and just live off of his Jordan brand money to get to wherever? And then, you know, this, this part of his team is saying whatever. And this rep is saying that. I think he saw what it was with that Pelicans team and got into the vibe of it, signed that contract immediately, even with caveats in there about his weight and about the injury issues. And I think that he's going to come in the season. And if he's anything like, I mean, you're talking about upgrading from Jackson Hayes at power forward to Zion Williamson at power forward in that starting lineup. And if you do that, and if he's like the guy who I I gave an all NBA vote two years ago, I thought he was that good, even on a team that wasn't. I think that's a high 40s win team. And so I'm pretty comfortably over on this. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong betting on something that I'd like to see. So I don't mind that so much. Over under 0.5 conversations between CJ McCollum and Zion Williamson in the offseason. I don't know. That's a a dangerous number since uh, those two had a problem connecting. But we'll we'll talk about that another time. Uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. Dan, I watched a weird amount of Cleveland Cavaliers games last year. They're set at 42 and a half. 
I'm going to go over. It shouldn't work. It doesn't make any sense to me. I don't understand how they, <laughs> they're playing four bigs in their rotation with uh, Jared Allen and Laurie Marketing and Kevin Love and Evan Mobley, who I think is going to be really good, already is really good. Darius Garland emerges. They maybe get Colin Sexton back. That's still a thing that they're trying to figure out right now. Ricky Rubio returning from an, from an injury eventually. He looked really good with them before he got hurt. Uh, I'm over on the Cleveland Cavaliers. I like it's a weird, weird mix, but it worked for them last year. Hundred percent, I'm with you. I mean, I, I don't. It, it was they were really good until the Jared Allen injury at the end of the season. That really sort of submarined them. They were like in the conversation. I remember our uh, my colleague, your former colleague Zach Cram, wrote a piece like early spring saying like, could they be the number one seed in the East? That's how good they were looking before Allen went down. Then that really tanked them and they put them into the play-in mix. Uh, which, you know, was just too big of a hurdle for them to get to, to, to get over. But I, I love the mix of bigs. I loved what J.B. Bickerstaff does, sort of zagging on the conventional wisdom that it's a wings league. It's like, well, if we're huge everywhere, then it's not so much of a concern. Um, and then Garland showing that he could shoulder that responsibility when uh, Sexton and Rubio went out. I love So the idea is now you bring him back with maybe Sexton and Rubio, and you still have... Karis Levert, who you brought in at the deadline, now that ball handling responsibility, it's not all on sex on a Garland's shoulders. So I think there's a mix there that should be see that should be significantly better than 500. So I'm with you on the over. And again, like the uh, the feeling of being optimistic about Cleveland Cavaliers basketball that does not include LeBron James, it is a rarity, but it is something to savor. I think we should grab hold of it with both hands while we've got it. Yeah, it's weird, but I like it. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. <laughs> Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps, in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, 
and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com or download the app today. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. All right, now we get into the sub-40 win predictions. Uh, we're going to rattle through these. You got the Knicks and the Trailblazers at 39.5. Always under on the Knicks. Nobody ever uh, lost money by underestimating the New York Knickerbockers. I love to underestimate them. It's, it's forever and a day since they've uh, surprised us. I'll go under on them. Trailblazers is weird for me, though, Dan, because you get Dame Lillard back and... You know, you've got Jeremy Grant and like, you know, this could be an okay team. So I'll probably go slight over on the Trailblazers. I'll join you on the slight over there because I think that they're closer to like play in. Mm -hmm. And like if Dame's healthy, I think that they are. He has a tendency of bumping them up above their expectation. I am setting myself up for disaster Uh, by going over on the New York Knickerbockers. Here's one stat and then we'll go. With Kemba Walker off the floor last season, according to Cleaning the Glass, the New York Knicks were plus three points per hundred possessions. That's right around the full season net rating of the Timberwolves, who won 46 games. Kemba gone, Brunson in, you get that, plus a healthier season from Derrick Rose. I think they're 500, even if you don't factor in a Donovan Mitchell trade. So that's my bet on the over. Uh, I'm not actually betting you, my money. Yeah. Maybe I can borrow money from somebody else to do it, but that's my gamble. Uh, Charlotte Hornets, 37 and a half. <sighs> um, under because the, uh, there's still the Miles Bridges uh, investigation that's got ongoing and we don't know what's going to be happening with him if he's away from the team and obviously not the most important thing in the world by a long shot but he was their second best player and a giant piece of that roster without him what they do at the four and the five PJ Washington maybe steps in for some of it I don't know TBD on that and I love LaMelo Ball but I'm not so sure about uh, how they soak up the rest of that uh, Miles Bridges usage. So I'm going to go under that. I also like LaMelo Ball, but I'm with you on the same concerns. I'll take the under as well. The Wizards, Brad Beal back with KP, 35 and a half. Under, I don't believe it. I believe <laughs> like, that Chris, I, I, listen, Chris Stops was, was a was a valuable member of the Knicks while while he was upright in there. I just, I don't see it. I, like, the Wizards are going to have to dramatically like exercise their demons for me to believe in them. Under Uh, this one's tougher for me because I do like Brad Beal and I like Kristaps Porzingis on paper. I just don't ever like him in reality, Uh, but the conference is (laughs) the conference is so bad. And I think those two might be able to clear that 35 and a half hurdle. I'll go slight over Uh, the recently deconstructed, but still with Donovan Mitchell uh, jazz. And then also the Kings who are the Kings at 32 and a half. 
Uh, under on Utah because I think there's Danny Ainge is going to reach a point where there's no reason to keep Donovan Mitchell anymore. And once they do that, there's nothing there to hang your hat on. So I think it's an under there. Uh, over on the Sacramento Get Kings. Get out of here. <laughs> I'm, I'm, it's August, John. Over on the Kings. Wow. Um, they, add, they added shooting. They bring in Malik Monk. They bring in Kevin Herter. I love Keegan Murray, the draft pick. Uh, you know, there, there's there, there, the the math on uh, Donovan Mitchell, oh, not Donovan Mitchell, uh, DeMantis Sabonis and De'Aaron Fox. The offense looked really good. The defense, eh, well, don't, don't worry about that. Right, we'll, right. we'll worry about that in December. Mike Brown's here. Mike Brown's going to fix the defense. But that offense, there's a universe in which that offense is like a top seven offense. And if that happens and the defense is just not the literal worst defense in the league again, they're maybe flirting with 500. So I'm going over. And, uh, you know, Sacramento, stand up. Optimism abounds in the offseason. For the Jazz, I'm with you on the under because I do not think that Donovan Mitchell is long for this world. For the Kings, Dan, history, under. (laughs) I mean, look, it's the longest streak in NBA history without them making the playoffs. There was a tweet during, like right around the the playoffs, the offseason, saying that nobody in the NBA, currently in the NBA, has ever faced the Sacramento Kings in the playoffs, (laughs) which is just mind-boggling. And guess what? That's not going to change this season either. Under on the Kings. But you can miss... But you can miss the playoffs yeah. again and still win 34 games. Yeah. Not, no, it's not going to happen either. Uh, <laughs> Detroit Pistons at 27 and a half, young and rebuilding and potentially plucky. Uh, I'll go first. I don't, I don't have high hopes for the number. I do, I do kind of like the mix that they're putting together. So under on the number, but optimism for the future. Agreed. I think the, the, the best hope here is that Cade Cunningham basically drags them above that number himself, which is possible. He was awesome in the second half of last season, but that feels again like a, we'll revisit this in a year and I see a, a dramatically bigger number, I think. Uh, Magic and Thunder, two young, intriguing teams with uh, high draft picks, 26 and a half for both of them. I think it's under on both of them, but again, along that same, the same lines as Detroit, like I love Paolo Bancaro mm-hmm. as like the, the idea of finally getting somebody who the primary thing is not just they have long arms and can play defense in Orlando, like somebody who can score. Imagine that. Um, I, I love that idea. But one of those guys does not a functional offense make and they need more of them. Uh, and I'm not I don't think that the mix there, it still feels like they just have a lot of ingredients that they've got to kind of like figure out what the recipe is. And is, you know, Cole Anthony eventually going to be a part of that is Jonathan Isaac going to be part of anything at some point you know what's it going to be there's still sort of a lot to figure out there so i think there will be flashes of excitement but it'll be under uh and much the same story in oklahoma city like i think that there's building like we'll see what chet is chet is obviously a a, uh he's a riddle you know and and but also like appointment watching because yeah how you know the, the way his body moves in relation to what that size is we've seen big lanky guys but not ones that play exactly like him like chris Stapps didn't play like that so it's, it's kind of a, uh, interesting to watch. I think there's a, a, an outline of a team with him at one end and then like the bookend of uh, Shade Gildas-Alexander and Josh Giddy. How you fill out the middle is going to be kind of the big the, where the rubber meets the road there. And I think they're at least a year away from that. So did, under, but uh, curious. Did Chet sell you on Summer League? I mean, that was interesting, right? Like it was appointment viewing. And like I am interested to see what he looks like with SGA. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think the thing is like the well, what he what he sold more than anything is he sold me on Kenneth Lofton Jr. out of the with the Grizzlies, yeah. like the uh, the uh, the under you know like I need a new Zebo in my life, Gonz. We all we all need sure, a new Zebo in our lives. Um, but no, I, I think that there's like 
the 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 talent and the ball handling and the creation, all that kind of stuff plays, and that you sort of saw proof of concept of, yeah, he's gonna get muscled under the rim sometimes, but he's also got the levers and the arms to be able to continue to make a difference even when he gets muscled up. So um, whether that, I mean, you know, it's not gonna translate against the Jokic's or Embiid's of the world, but there are only so many of those. And so can he hold up against questioning against a lot of other guys? I think he's gonna be able to, and I think it'll be fun to watch. I just don't think it's gonna translate into a lot of wins just yet. For the magic, I love Paolo Bancaro. I I think he wants to prove DeJounte Murray wrong. It's, you know, he's just gonna, it's just <laughs> bulletin board material all season long for him. But I'm under on both of these teams too, because the other thing is, do they even want to win this season, right? I mean, there's still- that's the big question. There's still a little bit of ways, so it, it probably behooves them to simultaneously do what they've been doing, which is player development and taking some L's in the service of improving those lottery odds. Last, go. and we know, and we know that if OKC is too good, they'll just sit SGA for the last three months. Yeah, God, that's got to drive him insane. At some point, at some point, you got to let the kid drive the car, right? Like at some point, he's got to be out there. I, I wonder if it's this season, but if I'm him, like. That's got to be a point of frustration, and they're 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 meeting a point of critical mass. If it's not this season, it's going to be next for sure, where they're going to have to let him play. Uh, last three teams for you, all at twenty four and a half. You got the Pacers, the Rockets, and the Spurs. Uh, I'm going to go. The only over for me here is the Rockets. Uh, I'm bullish on that collection of young talent. Uh, I think that Jabari Smith Jr. is going to fit really well there. I think Jalen Green, uh, like the light, kind of came on for him the last couple of months of last season. So I think there's. There's something to build off of there. And I think, you know, even if it's just 27 wins, I think that that's a doable thing with that collection. Um, Pacers, I think they feel like it's... I talked myself into why the DeAndre Ayton move made a ton of sense. I wrote about it for TheRinger.com. It just didn't wind up, you know, panning out, maybe because they didn't really want it to. They didn't put on, like, the poison pills in the offer sheet and everything like that. I think they were looking to get a trade done more than they were looking to sign an RFA. But that just... it's It's... a team that's like it it has one centerpiece and it needs the other one. It's got Tyrese Halliburton and it needs something else to make to make the battery go and it's not there yet. So uh, I think they, they're probably completely comfortable being again. Finally, they're rebuilding. So let's finally actually rebuild and see where we go. Uh, you know, maybe get to so get another piece next season to go with Halliburton, Matherin and, and whatever that core is going to look like. Uh, and then the Spurs, they've signaled their intent, right? You know, you yeah. trade away an all star, the only all star you got. You extend uh, uh, Keldon Johnson because he's, I guess, going to be the number one usage guy on the team from this point on. And it seems like, you know, future draft picks, pick swaps open for business. That's kind of where they're going. And, uh, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel, whether it's this summer or next, I think they're they're in the business of being as bad as they've been in a very long time. Which is weird because, like, bad pop? Like, it's been a while. It's been a while before since we've seen that. Uh, it might be that the action is the juice, though, right? Like I, I'm fine. I'm getting these young guys to coach, and I'm just going to be like a like a, a drill sergeant that, that brings them all up. And it's about the development. I give back at the end of the day, right? Maybe it's something like that. But uh, I think it's going to be there'll be some fun players there and some interesting development for guys. But I think it's going to be a situation where they are they're in the market for a Victor Wembanyama or a Scoot Henderson or yeah, somebody yeah, like yeah. that. And uh, uh, maybe that's a, a turnaround that comes a lot quicker, but not this shades year. of them being bad and then landing Tim Duncan. Maybe uh, I'll ride with you on all three of those under on the Pacers over on the Rockets, slight, slight, slight over on the Rockets. And then Spurs, I don't know. I, I mean, like it's, it's weird for me to think like pop's going to be at the bottom of the league, but uh, as you mentioned, right. they have sig- signaled their intent and we have now run through all 30 teams with over unders that even though you Woo. and I differed on some, I think we both got them hundred percent correct. So, oh. and I was, I, I, I have to stress if you disagree with any mm. of my choices here, I'm at, on Twitter at Michael V Pina. Yeah. You can get me there. <laughs> 
You can uh, whatever your complaints are, you register right. them there. I will read them and respond in an orderly fashion. Send them to the normal hosts of this program. Rohan is <laughs> thrilled right. to interact with you on Twitter. Make sure you read him on the ringer.com and you can listen to me on Sports Illustrated Weekly wherever you get your podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review. I'll be back with Rohan on open floor soon. In the meantime, Dan Devine, bless your heart. It was wonderful to see you. This was great fun. Uh, Gon's always a pleasure. And uh, thanks so much, Open Floor Globe, for having us. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.